All right. Hello, everybody. My name is DJ. I'm the, the main host of this show called You Know Better. And here are my, my colleagues, my, my co-hosts. Uh, introduce yourself, guys. Go first, doctor. Hello, I'm doctor. I'm an EMT. And what's up? Holla at you, boy. I don't think anybody cares that you're EMT. But let's continue. I don't care. All right, DC. <laughs> okay, I am DC. I am known as the smartest, uh, the funniest, uh, yeah. the best looking, and I guess that's pretty much all you need to know about me. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hammer. I'm <laughs> somehow friends with these guys. I don't know how. And yeah, that's about it. We're not your friends. <laughs> all right, guys. As you keep listening to our podcast, you'll probably get a better feel for our personalities, because uh, since this is just an audio, you won't be able to see us. So I guess you're going to get to know us better through our voices. Uh, so a little bit about this podcast. The reason why it's called You Know Better is because uh, just like every sports show or the base show you see on TV, we're going to do that among us as uh, four, four best friends. And once we prove each other wrong, we're going to say, you know better. So right now we're going to be talking about current events. So one thing we always love to talk about is sports, and that includes the NFL and the NBA. That's really about it that we really talk about that we all have common interests. But um, right now in the sports news, there's no sports. There's just constant, you know, just uh, questioning and when the season is going to start for both the MLB and the NBA. Are, is there any thoughts from the, from the group, guys? Well, the NBA, they keep saying, we're going to start in two weeks or – we're going to start in a month and we're going to play in one place, but it's stupid because we don't have like any testing capacity at all. And they're all going to get sick if one person gets sick. So I just think there's not a chance that the NBA is going to resume. Yeah, I agree. And like with the MLB, at least they're spread apart. And so they, they have more chance of not contracting it and their current plan um, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be accepted by the Players Association just because the owners are trying to take out 33% of their pay from the already 50% that they agreed on uh, right before the season. Well, the good news about the MLB is there's already no fans. Oh, so that doesn't even have to change. The stadiums are already We don't empty. believe that. That's his opinion. We don't believe that. <laughs> really, go watch like a Marlins game and tell me how many people you see. Oh, yeah, you can't pick like the that. bottom <laughs> in the league. Yeah. Get out hey, of here. The Marlins have two titles, two titles more than the Rangers. Oh! <laughs> that hurt me. Well, they have two titles and like zero fans, so whatever. I'd rather have two titles and no fans. Well, Honestly. here's the fan of the Rangers who have no titles and also no fans. <laughs> so, Dang. so, anyways, anyways, before we get <laughs> off topic, the, a little the reason why I think the the NBA and the and the MLB is trying to have a season, well, mostly the NBA and the NFL, is because uh, if there's no season, there's no revenue, and I know these owners are already billionaires; they don't need any money. Blah blah blah, but. You know, if they don't have this affects the cap salary in these sports in the way that when it comes down to future contract negotiations and as well for well, for future cap salary implications, meaning when everything goes back to normal and when Luka Doncic is trying to get that supermax after his rookie deal is over, he's probably not going to make as much as his co-partner Christos Porzingis. And usually the team, the player that gets paid the most is usually the best player on the team. And are you really going to tell me that KP is better than Luka? I don't think so. Honestly, so, I'm he's, not that sold on KP either, but that's just a me thing because I've never watched KP and just been wowed by him. Now, he's an excellent defender uh, if we want to keep him for the defensive part, but I've never been wowed by his offensive presence. Every game Luka missed, he scored like 30 points. I just when I watch KP play, he just doesn't wow me. I'm not saying he's not good. He just doesn't wow me. How many points does he have to score? He's going like 30 and 12 with like five blocks every time Luca misses a game. How is that not wow? It just doesn't wow me. But it's because he's white. 
I, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it was a gradual throughout away. the whole season. <laughs> um, yeah, he but, got – look, he got better as the season went on, and I think we wouldn't have gone very far this year in the playoffs, but with a whole other year with how he was playing at the end of this season, I think the Mavs could be pretty dangerous. Well, who are we slotted to play against in the first round? The Clippers. The Clippers. That's oh, if they set the season mind. right away in the playoffs. Oh, that's not good. Uh, well, better luck hey, next year. From, from what I remember, Doctor, you said in 2012 that the, the Mavericks were way better. Than the in 2012? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that same energy. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure Cuban's going to pay Luca whatever he can. I don't think that's going to have any effect on it. The backdoor deals. You don't think um, with less revenue there'll be a lower cap salary, which is probably going to affect like future things. Because I don't know if y'all remember, but the whole China scandal with Daryl Morey, I think we already lost their partnership, and they're already worried about the cap salary going forward next season. And on top of COVID, I think that's why they're trying to savage the season. And also, LeBron's trying to win his fourth ring before he retires or becomes old. He already became old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is definitely old. But I don't know how he's still still doing really well in the league. Um, but I don't know. Do you have any more thoughts on this? On the, the the NBA and the MLB trying to come back, and as well the NFL. Now, I do think that the MLB stands a greater chance of coming back because, as uh, Hammer pointed out, they are more spaced apart. They're not going to be, like, bumping bodies like the NBA, sharing sweat particles and nonsense and stuff like that. So I think for the NBA to come back, there would have to be a vaccine that would have to be introduced or the players would just have to come to a general consensus of taking the risk and just playing. I mostly agree with that. I I actually just don't think any of them – can really come back. I just think there's uh, too much risk right now. Yeah, just one guy gets the COVID, and, and do they just cancel the game, the season? Does that whole team have to quarantine for two weeks? What happens? I yeah, or just one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, the best team, the, the Bucks. If they wanted, if Giannis gets sick and then he's, he's been around his team, do they just automatically get forfeited or does the season get pushed back two weeks? I don't know. It's just I know they're talking about keep uh, putting a bubble in, in in Disney World or Las Vegas, so that way there's minimal contact from the outside world. Well, but, you mean like bubble, like on the Simpsons movie bubble? What are we talking about? <laughs> it's in a way, yes. Like <laughs> Disney World is. <laughs> I don't know if y'all been to Disney World, but from what I remember, is it's like its own area. It's kind of like. I mean, like an island in a way. I don't. Rec- I mean, it's been a few, it's been years since I've been, but it's shut off, and they have multiple hotels in the area for players to stay there. So, I mean, there will be a decision in two to four weeks for Mountain Silver to see if it's safe, if there's, if they're able to come back. But I don't know. I feel like they've said that a bunch of times. I might be wrong, but I feel like it's like every week. They're like, we'll evaluate in two weeks. We'll evaluate in four weeks. I don't know why they're stringing it along, but I, I just don't think there's really a chance. But if they do go to Disney World, they can just play in the big Epcot ball. So that's already taken care of. <laughs> it's funny thinking about, like, the teams are going to compete over which, like, resort they're going to get to stay at. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely choose a Disney princess, but that's just me. But the Mavericks in Animal Kingdom? Ooh, well, plus like the it. the Magic have home court advantage, so it's just not fair. They have no fans. They don't even have any well. fans. <laughs> oh, okay. So the Magic don't have fans, so that's cool. But then I say all these MLB, MLB teams don't have fans. You're like, whoa, whoa. I like the Magic, so do you? Don't don't at me. I at do you. you even know anybody more than than Aaron Gordon on that team? What about Fournier? Um, okay, what about Isaac? The Mo Bamba? Vucevic? <laughs> yeah. How many do you right, need? Right, right. <laughs> we, could, we could go on forever. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So Not really. There's only like 12 on, players. Before we move on on the, the whole potential sports coming back, 
Uh, I know the the NFL um, their their contingency plan of like I know the their their schedule came out and the the NFL is okay as of right now because they're benefiting that the season doesn't start till September 13th, technically September 10th since that's the Thursday night game. But um, there's already I think they already confirmed from what Joe Buck said that they're gonna have virtual fans and virtual audio. Um, I think they mean they're gonna put fake audio inside the inside the stadium. Hopefully, when there's a, a bullshit call, they put a, the audio of the crowd yelling out bullshit. But <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on that of a uh, fake audio and fake crowds? Because I don't know if y'all saw the WrestleMania and UFC, but it, it was really quiet and it's really weird without fans because the fans do add a lot of energy. And I don't know if no fans will really affect the schedules of a lot of teams. Like home field advantage, the two top teams that have been that have the top the past decade for most home wins have been the Seahawks and the Patriots. But what's your thoughts on that? I don't know. For me, home field advantage for me. I mean, it it does play a big deal, but to me, home field advantage really only comes into effect if you have crowd noise, which obviously that's that would be taken away. So then at that point, the only thing you have to worry about is the elements. Well, if you're going to New Orleans, well, dang, you're just hosting yourself an indoor practice facility, essentially. Um, but I, I do like the idea of having virtual fans and things like that. I, I think it adds maybe a little more feel of realism to it, so to speak. I don't like it. Um, I think it's just kind of silly. I would rather them play just in an empty stadium. It does take away from like crowd noise and I guess it takes away a home field advantage to an extent, but it's kind of equal to like, what are you going to do? If you're Seattle, do you get louder virtual crowd noise? Like if they're all going to have equal their reputation? crowd noise, what do you mean? Like they're, they're the 12th man. They're always on the loudest stadium. Is that what you mean? Like louder noises, like a lot of yeah. audio. Yeah, so does the NFL be like, well, you're known for your loud fans, so we're going to give you louder virtual fans. That That's just silly. You just play them all silent, and it's fair across the board. Um, I'm not really sure, especially like, I know we're talking about the NFL, but like in the NBA, you'd hear everything they're saying, and that could get a little uh, distracting as well. So um, I'm not really sure there's a great solution there, but I, I don't think virtual fans is the way to do it. What about you, Hammer? Yeah, I've thought for a couple years that they should put like 360 cameras um, in like certain seats and then you can kind of not necessarily buy, maybe just for like super cheap and get like you can put on a VR headset and then watch it from that one seat. Like I've had that idea in my head. Well, if you have that idea and they're able to implement that idea, then the NFL (laughs) needs to update their, 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 coaches reviews or book reviews <laughs> on videos and where the spot of the ball is at. <laughs> no, man, they, they have note cards for that. No, they're just going to keep that ambiguous. The same way they, they lost the audio of Mason Rudolph and, uh, and Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah, well, that's but, how the NFL works. But all right, guys, um, let's move on to uh, – well, Let's talk about college football real quick before we move on from sports. Uh, do you, doctor, do you want to say anything about college football? Oh, yes. I think college football is in a rather interesting spot because say they don't have any classes this this semester, which in my opinion, that's kind of how it's shaping out to be. Um, and if they still have college football with either no classes being held or saying there's no fans in the stands, then I don't think the NCAA or that college can say this is an extension of our college because then at that point, they're really in it for the TV money. Now, okay, cool, but they need to come out and explicitly say, yeah, we're really just in this for the money. So that, in my opinion, would kind of put the NCAA and those colleges in that seat of being like, yep, Let's do it for the money. We don't care about college athletes. We just we make profits off of you. That's, that is, what do you that think? is a pretty good statement. I, I totally agree with Doctor. I think it's pretty common knowledge that 
the NCAA just profits off their athletes and they don't care. I don't know a ton of people that dispute that. Uh, maybe some, but uh, they've taken some strides. I don't keep up with it too much, but didn't they allow for the NCAA players to use their likeness for money yes. Yes, now? They so well, they're inching the, towards it. I feel like that's because of the influence of the international basketball leagues and also the G League taking away the top uh, college basketball players' prospects away. Um, I know they're kind of late in the game to do all that, but, I mean, I don't know. if they. I know <laughs> the one person that did voice something to say they need to open up the sports to create revenue was uh, Coach Gundy. And, I mean, he, he was probably the only one that was thinking out loud, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the other coaches in the NCAA all think alike that, you know, if there's no season, they're not going to make money. Um, and they really will probably get scrutinized way worse than the, the NFL and the NBA and, you know, other major sports that they continue to play. Because um, unlike the professional athletes, student athletes are, you know, they technically aren't getting paid. I know some of them probably are getting paid under the table. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a moral a moral thing if they make those student athletes play. That is kind of interesting, and I didn't think about that, um, is that I think the classes will transition to online for the next semester, maybe two, for colleges. So if you're not playing in the season, but you are attending class, how does that affect, like, your um, amount of eligibility? about this? No, I I don't know anything about it. But I would say that – are you saying that if they don't play football, how would that affect their scholarships, D.C.? Is that what you're saying? No, I guess more specifically, if you're a senior going into this season, but there's no games, but you still take your senior classes, do you get an additional year to be a senior, or would they just kick them out? Yeah, I could be like a grad school thing, so they can take grad-level classes and still get their scholarship. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's, I think that's what they did for spring sports this semester, that they increased their eligibility. The only people that got screwed on that deal were um, the fall semester sports, which was college basketball. Um, a lot of those seniors that were graduating, um, like that one Oregon girl, uh, sorry that I don't know your name, but she was one of the top college players, and they didn't. I think a lot of fans were upset that she didn't get, um, you know, her – her year extended till next year due to the COVID. And if, if, if this extends till next semester, which looks like it's likely, I don't see why they wouldn't let those athletes, you know, come have an extra year of eligibility. Because it's not really their fault for why they can't get on the field. But, yeah. Well, then I wonder if you're like a second year college football player and this would be your junior year. I mean, could they declare for the draft after this year, even though they only played for two seasons? They technically could. Um, it's like Trevor Lawrence. He needs three years to be in college before he could declare for the NFL. So if there's no college football, <laughs> I don't know how the drafting is going to look like for next year because we're really going to be basing it off the 2019 season. And that's really going to hurt a lot of players. Or you're or hurt a lot of teams, depending what happens for whatever reason. If a player is a bust, but he just had a really good season in 2019, it's just not going to be fair. You know, some some general manager might pick him with the first in the first round when he should be this, be in the fourth or fifth round, and it's just really going to affect them, the team, and might affect their jobs. Or you know, just put it put them put them behind when when they shouldn't. When someone in the fifth round should have gone in the first round, like. For example, if there was no season last year, Joe Burrow was projected to go in the fourth round, but now he was the number one overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens this upcoming year. It's true. Yeah, wouldn't it just be smart for Trevor Lawrence to come out that he's not going to play next season no matter what? Yeah, that's a different Because of COVID. (laughs) Are you saying he should have just done that even if there wasn't COVID? Uh, probably, because I still think he's going to be num- number one no matter what. Wow. That'd be pretty bold if he did that. Um, but 
I think we we talked too much on on these topics. We could definitely re revisit some of these uh, another time. All right. So video games. That's another thing we like to talk about on this show and also in our pastime. Uh, a quick few um, updates on the video game world. I'll throw out a few topics. Guys, y'all feel free to chime in on whatever you want to talk about. Um, I don't know if y'all saw recently, a few weeks ago, The Last of Us 2. There's uh, the leaks online. And I don't know if you saw, but it just really, really ruined the ending for me because I accidentally saw the, the leaks. I'm not going to spoil it on here because I don't know if you're a Last of Us fan, but they were on there uh, as well. There's um, there was the remake of Final Fantasy VII, um, the announcements of The Last of Us 2, and also the Ghost of Tsushima Sh coming out in the summer. Um, there's also the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 with all the original soundtracks and um, it's the remaster. Uh, it's coming out. I'm not sure when. I, mean, I don't remember the date, but this, there's other... Um, I think that's about it from the from the video game world as of right now. Oh, and also Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I don't know if you saw the customization on it, but I don't know if this is next level customization, but you're able to modify your genitalia on a male or a female, and you could get, you could just think your imagination what that means because I'm not gonna go into more details on that, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, guys, y'all y'all have anything you want to talk about or add to something I may miss? Um, I want to start with Tony Hawk. Um, I played so much Tony Hawk as a kid, uh, especially the first four. Um, and, you know, they remade Tony Hawk's one and two, I think, like last generation. It hasn't been that long. Do you, do you guys remember that? Uh, I vaguely I remember so. it. Yeah, but, and the problem was no one played it. So I'm not really sure why this one seems to be getting more hype than the one done a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, it's been a little longer now since we've had Tony Hawk, especially a good one, because, man, he had a lot of terrible ones uh, towards the end. <laughs> but, I mean, all that being said, I am a little bit excited to play it again, if it's like I remember when I was a kid. Um, but I am just kind of – I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite because – I wish that they would stop remaking so many games, but I'm the dumbass that keeps buying the remade games. <laughs> so they're never going to stop. So I don't know. I, I'm part of the problem, but it's, there's not enough fresh IP, too many remakes. Um, and they're, they're never any different. So I don't, I don't know why I do it. Okay. I may just based off my limited knowledge. What is IP that you just said? <laughs> Um, it's intellectual property. property. There it is. Found it. It's like new franchises. Okay. You, yeah. You're a doctor, how? Huh? <laughs> um, uh, um, but but I think that... Going off... Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say, I, I think, too, that extends not even just to video games, but, like, it might even be worse in movies. Um, we can talk about that later, I guess. But just in video games, too many remakes... You know, they've remade, like, every fucking Resident Evil they ever made. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> do you really need to do next, that? I, and, and it's such a classic. And I know people think the second one in particular is a classic. I was too young. I didn't play it when it was on the PlayStation 1. But, um, you know, Resident Evil is going through remakes for everything. Um, one of my favorites, Bioshock, was just uh, remade this generation, all three of them. It, it's just... It's like nonstop, but again, if I stopped buying them, they would stop making them, so I, I can't really complain. I mean, it's the same argument on microtransactions. I know consumers get upset when there's, there's hella microtransactions to progress your character, like on NBA 2K or, or Madden, um, but, you know, that's, they still make millions and millions of dollars off of this, so... It's not going to change if people are going to remember that nostalgia fa factor. Like you said, when you were a kid, you remember it being a great game. 
just um i don't see it changing either in like in the video game industry or in the hollywood industry because movies are also getting remade and as well television shows are getting remade like the twilight zone uh it's just it's just a never-ending cycle i feel like until until maybe hopefully there's a renaissance period after the covid maybe people who've been trapped home this entire time are probably tripping on lsd and they just get a crazy (laughs) idea for the next great show man dj your quarantine and my quarantine are quite different I, I'm not doing that with me. I promise you that. Are you sure about that? Uh, Hammer, you have any thoughts on this? On no, I'm just looking forward to Tony Hawk because I, I want to get it and then actually maybe beat DC in it because he's way no. too good at the old one. <laughs> that is Never so true. That is so true. I remember DC would come over to my place. We'd play Pro Skater 3, and this man would get like – stupid amount of points on a trick and I'd end up with like 500 and he'd be like, Oh, is that it? <laughs> Look, man, the, key... Points. <laughs> <laughs> the key is way too much free time and not enough self-control and just play Tony Hawk for like eight hours a day when you're a kid and you get good at it. That's, That's really all you got to do. Right? Guitar hero. <laughs> That's why you're a guitar hero. <laughs> I'm going to grind because think... guess who has a lot of time right now? This guy. <laughs> yeah, come on, Hammer. I'm never going to be able to beat you. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have plenty of time to do something, you know? We're, this is why we're doing this podcast as well. Uh, but, but to the Tony Hawk point, I think the reason why this one's going to get popular or is getting a lot more buzz than the, the last um, re-release is because I think the last one didn't have the original soundtrack due to, I guess, licensing agreements with the artists. I think that's true. One, so I think this one, this new one is going to have all the original soundtrack. And I don't know, just, I know a lot of the sound, old soundtrack was uh, underground hip hop and underground other rock music and et cetera. But it was really like great music during that time in the early 2000s and late 90s because it just re- went really well with, you know, skateboarding. You know, skateboarding is not really that big of a sport or that popular, but it's just really it's just really popular in like the underground scene and i know in our generation when we were growing up skateboarding was pretty cool because you know it's youth culture as opposed to you know i don't know baseball was just old culture <laughs> still is <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'll sorry, take hammer. it i'm sorry hammer <laughs> hammer can't even say shit because he knows it's true do I need to come over there and put you on oxygen, sir? No, hey, I'm on I know you're you about can't to, come. Yeah, you're about to come over and beat me up. I already know it for the next segment. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, any other video games y'all want to talk about? Um, so let, let me uh, – yeah, before I talk about The Last of Us 2, anybody else want to talk about anything else? Um, no? Okay. <laughs> Did you no, hear about the leaks on the last episode? I I saw that they were there, but I avoided them like the plague. I I did not want to see that. I've waited like seven years, however long it's been. Like, I'm not gonna risk it. You you enjoy the first one, right? I loved the first one, and um, I played it on the PS3, and then I bought the remake. Yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> you bought the remake i can't with you and um and i beat it again um fuck remakes but that one was good it's one of the best games of the last generation but um i don't know the theme of this one is just from what i read on the spoilers it's really going to be in, on the heavy this is going to be really political from what I read. And I don't understand why it's going to be political from... Maybe I was young when I was playing the first one. But I don't recall the first one being that political. It, was it really wasn't. But yeah, I don't think it was. Maybe they're forcing it, or maybe it's 2020. But it's just going to be interesting. Maybe it's going to be like uh, Death Stranding. It's going to be one of those polarizing video games where it's either you love it or you don't. Did you play Death yeah, Stranding, that, DJ? No, uh, 
No, but I know people that played it. Yes, I'm a hypocrite for voicing my opinion on something I didn't play, but it just from from what I heard, it's just you're just delivering boxes from one place to another. It's just a lot of walking, and that doesn't sound fun to me at all. Because I really don't like open world games where there's really nothing in between. You're just walking from point A to point B, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. But um, <laughs> rip. <laughs> did you play did you play Death Stranding uh DC? I didn't. Uh I did the same as you. I, I saw some gameplay, I read about it, and it really did just sound like you walk from place to place. Um I, I do like Euro Truck Simulator, but that's totally different. <laughs> totally, totally different ballgame. Because in that one, you're driving from place to place. It's completely different, not even remotely similar. <laughs> Why would you even say that? But no, uh, I didn't play Death Stranding. I, I'm kind of sad. That's what uh, Kojima was is doing now because Metal Gear Five was awesome. But anyway, yeah, maybe maybe he just hit gold with Metal Gear and then Death Stranding, and just maybe he wasn't that much of a genius. I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because this is probably like his first bad game. I'll play it eventually once it's at a sixty dollar price. Maybe when it's twenty dollars. 10? True. Who knows? Maybe when it's on the PlayStation Now <laughs> service, but it's just when they remake it for the not. PS5. When they remake it for the PlayStation Six, <laughs> that's when I'll get it. <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. But um, any other talks on video games? Uh, I don't know if y'all notice on the crowd, but unfortunately, DC and I are the only ones that have really extensive um, video game knowledge because we know better. Uh, <laughs> won't disagree All right, so, so this is probably going to be Hammer's favorite part but we're going to talk about reviews or no actually this is not Hammer's favorite part yet but we're going to talk about reviews so once a week we're going to do reviews of whatever is going on TV show, music uh, video games or a movie one movie we decided on was uh, El Camino which is the um, the movie based off on um, the series of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, does, does one of y'all want to talk about the movie or your your take on this movie? So my take on this movie was, I mean, I really enjoy Jesse's character. I always found myself rooting for Jesse and just the way his life turned out is just, terrible like that sucked but in my opinion the movie was kind of exactly like the series he was broke he needed money he got money he lost money and then he needed money again but to me it kind of felt a lot like the series not to say i didn't enjoy the series of the movie but i it just felt a little too long of a movie as well to get their point across Right. What do you, what do you think, Cameron? Um, I think it did what it needed it to do was kind of tie it all up, but I don't know. I think it was just a lot of people wanting nostalgia and watching it because I went to see it at Alamo Draft House, and so everyone was absolutely pumped to to be there. But then it was just a meh movie, in my opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually agree with Hammer. Um, I'm glad that I just watched it at home because I was super excited, just like everyone. And by the end, I was like, "That, that's it. Um, I mean, I did like some things. I, I liked all the cameos in it. It was fun to see Walt again and Mike. Um, a ton of it had to do with uh, Meth Damon. Um Todd, but there there wasn't like a lot of character growth either at all. It was the end, but like Jesse didn't change. No one changed. I and I hated it too. I don't know. I hated that like the second scene of the movie, maybe the first, um, is him and Mike talking, Jesse and Mike, and they just tell you the ending, like five minutes into the film. I didn't love that. Um and man, what was up with that weird scene where he had like a Wild West duel? 
that guy. Y'all remember that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, the guy that took his money, he went to like his warehouse or whatever. Oh yes, yes, yes. They had a wa- yes, they had that duel whatever for like that extra cash so he could run away and start a new life. That was the craziest shit ever, and not in like a good way. I'm like, what am I watching? I couldn't believe it was the same people that did Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad, in my opinion, is the best show that's ever been on TV. And Better Call Saul is really good too. Not as good, I don't think, but it's pretty close. And then we get El Camino that was like, uh, it was all right. I don't know. I I guess I just have really high hopes. Maybe Vince Gilligan is trying to do a, a franchise of movies. Like, you know how the first season is always really slow and it's just like, meh. Maybe he's about the 10th season, 10th movie. He's going to be really amazing because usually it's just always <laughs> a steady incline. <laughs> So we're I really hope there's not 10 because then that means less <laughs> better call Saul. Well, well the I, next season's the end anyway. I do think the problem with El Camino was, I mean, okay, so the whole point that what I was getting from the movie was to tie together Jesse because the very, very last episode of Breaking Bad had Jesse driving away from Walter's uh, after Walter died, correct? Right. Yeah, I think that was more so to like tie up loose ends on Jesse's part, which I applaud them. And I waited to watch Breaking Bad until COVID started. So your boy uh, binge watched everything. So it was a good time. Um, I just think the movie was too long. It was like an hour and a half. I think for what they wanted, they could have done it in a 40, 50 minute episode type ordeal. I think that's what they really could have done. Because I think there's a lot of, fillers that went in like 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 you said dc they gave away the ending to the movie like five minutes ten minutes into the film like we, we kind of knew that jesse needed to get away or he was gonna die or go to jail like there was really so many limited options so i don't know i applaud them for wanting to tie up loose ends but they could have made it a lot shorter well, I just have one more thing about it too. Like you do mention, and it is a loose end with Jesse, um, and it is kind of cool if they tied it up. But honestly, I don't think they needed to. Like I think it's pretty implied that Jesse got away and was okay. Um, I don't really think you needed a whole movie to explain how he got away. And actually, I don't know if you guys saw it, but right after the finale, they interviewed uh, Vince Gilligan. And they're like, what do you think happened to Jesse? And he actually says right there, he's like, um, I think he got away somewhere safe, like Alaska. So he's actually been thinking this for a while. So I kind of knew it from there. Oh, wow. And then as soon as I saw it come up in the movie, I was like, well, I guess I know how, <laughs> I guess I know where this is going. Um, Six years later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. I love Breaking Bad so much that I'm willing to forgive it a man movie um but very very unnecessary i don't think it added anything to breaking bad or its legacy i could concur dc i agree i was hoping there would be more stall in there we need a more controversial film or show american sniper there we go oh wow oh that'd be that'd be one (laughs) is that gonna be our review for next week so, um, sure. I guess we could vote on it. What do y'all, y'all want to do American Sniper? Oh, I was just throwing something out. I don't really care. It can be American well, Sniper. Or, okay, so any other, anything else y'all want to review? It doesn't My have to be. My Scientology movie. movie. That's really good on Netflix. Is that I'm really on Netflix? Of... Yeah, that's on Netflix. What's it called? My Scientology movie. <laughs> I'll watch that. That's fine. Sure. This isn't corny, is it? No, it's really not. It's it's a very like well done. Like he's just trying to get answers about Scientology, and he finds a lot of more difficulties than he thought. All right, maybe maybe we could talk about that next week. Maybe something different. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. So. Me either. All right, we'll, we'll watch that, and on the next episode, we'll, we'll talk about it. 
But um, <laughs> any, other, any other last thoughts on El Camino before we move on? I love Jesse Pinkman. They're not making any more movies, right? I don't think Never so. say never. Because I think I was getting confused with the Walking Dead movies because I know they're supposed to make two or three of those with uh, Oh, no. Rick. Walking Dead <laughs> is a walking it, – it, it's a walking nightmare now. But not in a good way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, like, you watch all ten seasons. Boy, I don't even know what happened to Rick. He's not even on the show anymore. Sorry, spoilers for anybody who doesn't know that. But, like, bro, the series needs to move on. Talk about repetitive. Yeah, from what I heard, they're trying to be like Days of Our Lives, like a, like a modern-day soap opera show that just keeps going and going. All right. <laughs> All right. We will definitely talk about my Scientology next week. Um, so, Hammer, you, so this segment is called Is It Overrated? Uh, right now, first, we talk about reviews. And I guess in the general consensus is from what we talked about is that the movie was kind of, I don't, I don't think we would say overrated for El Camino, but say if we did, then we'll talk about that and, and, and kind of explain why it was overrated. But we're not limited just to the review. We can talk about whatever we want to say that might be controversial. So this week, Hammer has the floor. So what do you think is overrated? Our doctor doesn't come in and absolutely hurt me. But are concerts overrated? Continue. Are concerts? Yeah. My blood is boiling. <laughs> because it's, it's worse than their studio recording mm. in either a really terrible building or out in the middle of nowhere in this field. And you're around a bunch of people and most of the people, like they're either drunk or high or both and they're just doing whatever. Like, how is that fun? Oh wow. man! <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue, have you been to? Where what concerts have you been to? I've been. I mean, I've been to quite a few in the last few years, and I just don't like them. What genres? That's important. Uh, well, I went to a festival in Richardson, so there's a few different ones I saw. I can't really put them in one genre. And then went to, I haven't been to metal, so I'm sorry about that, doctor. Um, but yeah, I've been to, I've been to different genres. I know you've seen alternative. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you want to go say something, doctor? I know you sound, you sounded pretty upset. Okay. <laughs> so on some level, I will agree with you. I have been to more country concerts than than I can probably say. Country? Yeah. yeah, country. I, my friends invite me, so I go. They're relatively cheap, and I just go for the to socialize with friends. But... When you call yourself a metalhead? <laughs> well, I want to go and socialize with friends. doesn't mean I can't go to other places. But right, I'm agreeing continue. with his point here. It's just like, if I can't mosh, if I can't act a fool... If I can't yell at the top of my lungs every single lyric that there is coming out of the lead singer's mouth, I'm not having it. Like, dancing, not really my thing. I have, I have no rhythm at all. And the whole aspect of being around a whole bunch of drunk people, you're right. That's not fun. And especially when they're drunk and they start grinding on one another. It's just like, get a room. Like, this isn't like... Big grind at a metal concert? <laughs> no, this is at a country concert. <laughs> oh, I was like, damn. Don't no. Kind of metal now, metal concerts, <laughs> I go for the physical, like, release of energy. The physical, like, the endorphins you get from the breakdown. You get from the voices. You get from the crowd. When you just have nothing else to do but just start swinging and going in the middle of the pit because your energy is on like sky sky level ten, it is absolutely phenomenal. But and why couldn't you do that not at a concert? Why would I want to do that by myself? 
that well not by yourself but with a different group but not at a concert because you're not even listening to the music yes i am if i wasn't if i didn't want to mosh if i if i was not listening to the music i wouldn't mosh it sounds like you haven't had a good concert experience or you have you seen your favorite band or artists i don't even know what my family favorite band is metallica Oh. Yeah, Metallica. Oh, yeah. Before you hammer. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what your music taste is because sometimes I learn something new from you on your music taste. Like, you listen to electric music, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's that's different. You listen but, uh, to Post Office Malone. Post Everyone office likes Post Office, office Malone. <laughs> I do like yeah, He's from Dallas. Post. He represents. <laughs> If you're listening to this to post, please get on our show. We'll interview you. <laughs> but um, I guess, I mean, it just really depends on the genre, the band, the group. Because, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, the live music sometimes is worse than the studio. Because I know when I saw Big Sean in person, I really didn't like, his, like him as a musician afterwards. Because uh, his energy was just really weak. And he just, he just didn't know how to command the crowd. And I was like, really? I've spent money to watch this? But um, to be honest with you, as much as I love hip-hop music, I think they're probably the, the worst concerts I've been to. And that's mostly because um, they don't, they just rap. They're just lyrics. They're, a lot of them just stand there and just walk back and forth. And you really can't wild out, like how Doctor was saying. And also, they show up 15 to 20 minutes late. And I don't know if you know, at most festivals, they have to finish at the time that they're allotted. So if they're from 2 o'clock to 2.40 and they get there at 2.20, they have to leave at 2.40 because they have to respect the people, the other artists around them that's going on right after them. And also the stage set up for the person that's going to get on the same stage as them. And that just really frustrates me because... if you're not going to respect my time, why, why am I going to like, like, why am I going to support you as a fan? That just really upsets me. And the other genres I've been to has been metal, alternative, um, R&B, indie. And I feel like those, those performances just are just amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been a few rap artists I've seen that's really done really well, like Travis Scott. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, it really is a hit and miss when you go to a concert because, like, when you really like somebody and you really think you, if you really enjoy their concert, then you love them more as an artist. But if you don't, then you just kind of like, oh, yeah. it's just like, maybe I should have just stayed and watched them in the studio. But I don't know. <laughs> what do y'all think I, about that? Well, I have pretty limited concert experience. I've only been to like three or four. Um, but like I've seen Avenged Sevenfold twice and I actually against Hammer's point, I actually think they sounded better live. Um, the singer in particular. Um, but sometimes too, those shows can be kind of boring. Um, especially like DJ was saying, if they just kind of stand around. Um, but I've seen some good shows like Avenged Sevenfold. I saw Ghost. They put on a great, very, um, it's like a whole experience to be there. That's unique. Overall, though, I would kind of agree that concerts might be a little overrated. I mean, they're too loud. There's too many people. Um, I don't like those things. Maybe I'm just old. Uh, Not at the ones I went to. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I I agree. I actually prefer just like on an album to clean. Um, But there's pros and cons, I guess. I think I like going to concerts with friends that share the same music taste as I do. Because I, I can't go to a show by myself because I get really bad social anxiety when a big crowd like that. Yes. And with, with friends, at least I'm there. And sometimes people, like you said, are drunk or on drugs. And I've seen a lot of fights. And, you know, hopefully one day I never get in a random fight in a, in a mosh pit. But it just, <laughs> it's, it's not what. pretty. But no, I, I guess I guess concerts really are hit or misses. It's just it's just a trial run if you really want to go. So DJ, is it overrated or not? You know better. What's the answer? To that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
you just have to plug that in. <laughs> I, well, if you if you saw you saw Metallica, right? That's your one of your favorite bands of all time, right? Yeah. Yes. Did you love their performance? I I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. Maybe. Did you think they were just too old and they just weren't as like near their prime? I think they brought the energy. Uh, like it didn't seem like they were mailing it in. I think uh, they might just be too tough because they've had so many big hits that I feel like they had to play a lot of their big stuff. So I kind of like deep tracks sometimes at a concert. I don't know. It was fine. There, you know, there's fireworks and and some cool stuff, but. I don't know. Yeah, I always wonder. I always wonder with like artists that like or musicians and um, bands that have like thirty plus years of experience in music catalog. It's like what kind of songs they choose? Because I know most of the times the reason why they're on tour is because they just released a new album. Like how many songs do they play off the new album? How many songs do they play off the old stuff that was the old classic hits? It's just. You're never going to be satisfied as a fan when you go see their set because they're going to definitely miss one of your favorite songs. You're going to be like, damn it, they didn't perform this live. And when they play every time, they do play their one of your favorite songs. It's just really awesome. Like, I don't know, maybe all four of us should probably go to a random concert one day, even if it's not our, our taste in music. Maybe that could be your review of the week. I'm in. Once everything, once everything gets lifted. No, right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody's it touring. Lit, lit. I, I can see a for virtual you guys. concert. <laughs> what was that one on Fortnite, right? Oh, Travis Sky. Yeah. Travis. Hey, I'll watch that, man. That's, that was pretty cool. Even if you don't like his music, I think that was probably the coolest thing I've seen. That's like interaction with video game fans and stuff what they did in the video game the coding i thought it was pretty awesome um but all right so that was pretty good hammer i'll give you that concerts probably are overrated just depending on what you talk but right now we're going to talk about the conspiracy of the uh, <laughs> just a little quick disclaimer don't don't come find me don't come sue me <laughs> i'm just jo- joking even if it might be true from what i say but uh if you don't believe what I say, that's fine. It's my opinion. So my conspiracy is kind of probably played out, probably isn't, depending if you heard it or not. But um, right now we're living in a probably a dystopian future in a way because of the COVID pandemic. People are virtual. Work is virtual. People are ordering online stuff. We're about to have the first trillionaire, this and that, because uh covid's helping out the online businesses more and the and also like the airline is, is down oil is down it's just it's just really bad like there's some billionaires are, are succeeding and some billionaires that aren't succeeding but overall the whole working class we're kind of down in the dumps right now it's just you know we're just basically they're they're um they're cheap in a way like you know these billionaires they make money, so they're trying to risk our lives so they can stimulate the economy so they don't fall under a certain number of their of the bottom line. So my conspiracy is that uh, COVID was uh, man-made, and the reason for that there's a lot of um, older older generation and older demographics that is just keeps rising, which is the baby boomers for the most part, and you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Social Security, but that it's down to our generation to pay to help pay that off with our taxes and such. So my and also there's a grandfather clause for a lot of companies. I'm not going to name the company that I work for, but the company I work for, um, they, a lot of the employees that have been there for 30 plus years or 20 plus years, they get a a pension, which I don't know if you know how a pension works, but they get payments every week. Or not every week, but kind of a, a paycheck for how many years up to a certain point so even when you retire you're still getting money and you're still getting your 401k and then i don't know social security i don't know how that works but it's just a lot of money that's going to these older group of generation and i know at first when covid came out the joke from the, the millennials and the generation z that was saying is the boomer remover 
which is really messed up. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's right now. It's, it's you know, it's true. A lot of older people it does affect a lot of older people. It does affect people of all ages. But you know, older people are more prone to be affected. So I think that's clearing up. You know, taking away like big corporations from having to pay those pensions, social security, this and that. So that way the billionaires could have more money at the end of the day. And they just keep making, you know, just they don't have to pay off somebody because, I mean, if they're not working for you, why why, why do you want to keep paying them off? Because it doesn't make any sense in their mind, which I understand. So COVID, there's that. And on top of that, it's just, in a way, it's just, um, why, why is it, um, why are we quarantining for this virus when there's a lot of other viruses in history at the time that, you know, yeah, COVID serious, but why are we still having to stay home and quarantine? I mean, I don't know what's the point of that. Like, I mean, AIDS were big, uh, malaria is, is big, polio. I mean, the, the flu, or that one disease in the 1918 after World War One was pretty deadly. And it's just, we never, I mean, I, maybe, maybe DC could correct me, but we never, we never quarantined to the extent that we are now. And it just makes me curious on why are we social distancing? Why we're quarantined? Why we have to stay home? It's like, are they hiding something? Or are they just, are they potentially trying to like say, maybe this is the end of the world. Maybe this is um, the best way to convince people to stay home and lower pollution rates to help prevent climate change, if you believe that. I don't know, but it's just it's just really deep because yeah i've been quarantined for two months so every time i shower i think a lot about what how the world has changed and why is all this and when everything's going to go back to normal but i don't know what do y'all think about it by my conspiracy i, I want to hear you too long <laughs> i want to hear you we both want to hear doctors so <laughs> Well, I think one reason why that we're quarantining now more than we did in the past, um, I think that we can look to more medical uh, aspects of everything that's going on and like how, how things spread, um, having a better understanding on how it actually affects populations and things of that nature. That's uh, about all I have to say right now. Let me gather thoughts and I'll say something here in a second. I don't know, okay, I've got probably- Okay. I've got some. So I think that DJ is definitely on the right track. Um, it, it, it has to be man-made and we know that China made it and <laughs> they are, they sent it out. And what it was is a bunch of the billionaires, like you mentioned, I'm not going to name specific ones, but definitely some of the more powerful billionaires got together and they helped fund the research to create this virus. And it is kind of peculiar that it is wiping out a large, the majority of the casualties have been the elderly population. And like you said, those are the ones that they're paying. So they did this clearly as an investment. They're going to invest X amount of dollars because it's cheaper in the long run than paying these people. And I think maybe it got out of hand. Maybe they didn't mean for it to be this bad. And there's just a lot to it. But it's good for them, too, because, like, kids aren't getting the education they normally would since school is out. So they're going to be less likely to be successful in the future. And they'll take worse jobs and they'll work for these billionaires. So it creates a beautiful cycle. And I think that's exactly what they intended. And it's obviously working perfectly maybe too well well that's a twist <laughs> so do you think what about kids, you Amber? the kids they're not all on the same playing field because i mean all of them are in quarantine is there is there an uneven playing field somewhere that i'm missing yeah i mean yeah, I sure they're they're all online but i'm talking about like for kids that just graduated they're gonna have more of an advantage over someone that's just entering 12th grade because I'm basically saying the ones that are all in school now will be worse off than the ones that are already out of school. 
the way you're saying that the that the, the youth generation is just screwed because their education is not the same. Sounds like Michael Jordan's behind this because you know he just does not like kids at all, man. Yeah. <laughs> is he? He's a billionaire, right? From Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His brand. Jordan. Yeah. So. He was a part yeah, of it. Man. He was the. Well, we know he's hyper competitive, so maybe he's like, "I'm going to create the hey, best man. virus that there ever was." Hey, Jordan's petty, man. He, I know this is getting off topic, but you know he purposely dropped that documentary because he he wants to show everybody that he is the goat, and then LeBron isn't. But anyways, back to the whole COVID. <laughs> Just a well, not, DJ, you're you're on the right track there. I think he dropped it now to distract us from talking about his involvement with covid <laughs> and it's really pretty smart um because none of us are talking about how he was clearly one of if not the main perpetrator of covid we're talking about his basketball abilities and like you mentioned he hates kids and i think he's really pissed off at like scotty pippen so you know pippen's pretty old so maybe this virus was supposed to be like for him specifically or phil jackson <laughs> <laughs> or Phil Jackson, yeah, sure. And then maybe he just like someone dropped it or something, or like accidentally spilled it on a bat or whatever, and then it just happened to spread. So maybe hey. this was just out of hand. Hey, maybe he could have leaked this virus because you know LeBron was on the path to win his fourth title, and he just basically canceled the season and he dropped his documentaries. Like you know, guys, he has three rings, I got six. You know. I believe it too, and and to top this this other stuff that's distracting us, why did um why did NASA or not NASA was it NASA or the Pentagon? Oh, one of the two. They they verified that aliens are real. Why? Why? Who? Like, what was the point of all that? Like, they said there was two ident like unknown like objects in the air that they didn't know what it was. I don't know. It just seems like they keep trying to distract us from the bigger picture, and I think we're onto something. That was the Pentagon who verified that. It's true. So can we My, see MJ's uh, travel records going to China in the last year? He said Robin to North Korea. <laughs> that was Jordan that did that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think, DJ, what you're, you're kind of tying it all together there with UFOs. Um, I think <laughs> put, potentially MJ either made that footage or doctored it maybe um maybe mj was in one of the ufos that's less likely um he's probably lost footage from the from space jam man you know those monsters are aliens <laughs> you're probably right it's probably film for like the prequel they're making or something um but at the end of the day i i kind of want to backtrack i think you're right i don't think it was against like pippen i think you're right it was against lebron and he's trying to sabotage LeBron. And the best way to do it is just cancel the whole league. I mean, what's he going to do? So this should end the debate forever. I mean, nothing LeBron can do. So MJ, as usual, one step ahead of the competition. <laughs> yeah, man. He's trying to kill off the, the legends before him, like Bill Russell and Kareem and uh, Jerry West, etc. cetera. But, I, I, I'm just better than MJ. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> but I, I think, <laughs> go ahead. I, I just think at the end of the day, maybe MJ is just so competitive. Like I said, that he might just want to be the last human alive. Um, <laughs> and, and he's like. I'm going to be the best human by being the only one left. So I think really there's a lot of different potential avenues here that we could look at. But as long as we how all we can go, just agree. What? I mean, how do we, how do we go from saying that the COVID was man-made to kill off the elderly and also to keep us at home for devious reasons to MJ's, the, the, the whole, the corporate, the culprit behind it. I don't, I mean, why you else would this docuseries come out, honestly, for being honest? Like, everybody's watching MJ now. Like, he's so self-absorbed. No, everybody's watching MJ. Uh, <laughs> God, y'all are doxing. <laughs> so pretty much MJ was playing Pandemic, and then he got his brilliant idea, and that's how it all started. Or maybe he just <laughs> saw that movie. I, I don't know. Anything could happen. 
we is like I said, though, as long as we can all just agree that MJ is behind it, we can just work from there, and maybe we can fix this thing. All right, yeah, wait, wait, wait one second. on one against him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one on one, the winner gets the antidote. <laughs> Jordan was patient zero. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But that was my conspiracy. Obviously, what I say probably is a lot of jokes from what we went to, but I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt because I actually think that might might be the reason. Uh, it is the reason. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before, before we wrap up the show, anybody want to say any last words? Anything that hype up the, the fans, if there's any fans, <laughs> for the next episode? Or any closing remarks? This is more tame than our group chat, so I'm, I'm just ready for it to explode. <laughs> I just think we're getting our feet wet. We'll, we'll, we'll get better, I promise you. I think it's only going to get more dangerous from here. <laughs> we're, we're sure going to find out, that's for sure. What was that, Doctor? Don't worry about it. Worry about yourself over there, DJ. Are you wearing a NASCAR shirt? No, I'm wearing a Whataburger shirt and wearing a NASCAR hat. Get off my bat. You're so Texan, man. <laughs> Do what I want. Look, it really doesn't matter what Doctor says. We're going to edit all of his stuff out after the thing is over. So, <laughs> so we're going to keep pauses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an improvement. Oh, man. All right, guys. Before we have nothing else to say, we'll see y'all next time. You have been listening to You Know Better or simply as YKB. Please subscribe to the show and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.